Warning. Fortune and Strife features subjects which can be uncomfortable for a general audience, such as the use of drugs and alcohol, poor treatment of people of different classes or cultures, adult situations, psychological trauma, and violence. Listener discretion advised. Welcome to Fortune and Strife. I'm Robert, or Bayushi Shinichi, and I'll be your host and narrator. I am Jeannie, and I am playing Dochi Gen. I am Tyler, and I am playing Akoto Ricci. I'm Tiff, and I'm playing Kuni Yui. I'm Paul, and I'm playing Shushiro Bisho. Alright, Bisho, you have the top of the initiative. It's your action. I'm gonna start channeling. Okay, what spell are you gonna start channeling? Or what invocation? Uh, hopefully I can do this in time before, you know, everything goes bad. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> false Realm of the Fox Spirits. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm going to start channeling. So yeah, means- let's start casting. So you go into, I think this is air stance. Yep, this is going to be an air stance. So Bisha goes into air, you know, hides in the little room, starts to do his channeling. All right. I think this is what, T and four? It's a T and five. T and five. Okay. That's why we channeling. Yep. All right. So what's the results of your channel? Well, I'm rolling to white and three black. And at the moment, I am keeping a success on a white dice and a success on a black dice. All right. So you'll keep those set aside and you'll roll one less of each of those on your next uh, 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 invocation roll. All right, uh, that's B-Show. Moving on to the Yakuza thugs. Um, I think that they're going to start moving into the room here and kind of surrounding as many of you all as they can. And we're going to have one attack Yui and one attack Richie. So, and then I've got three assists each from their fellows. And as a reminder, they are dazed. They are indeed. So uh, both of you are not in air stance. So this will be uh, against a T and a four. All right. So against uh, Yui getting surrounded and uh, assailed by club wielding uh, maniacs, uh, that'll be uh, five successes. So three bonus successes uh, there on that attack. And uh, that will deal you eight damage. Uh, It should only be one bonus success. Oh, you're right. Yeah. One bonus to six because of the because uh, of the the T and four. I forgot. So this will be uh, six uh, damage to you. Uh, what is your resistance? My res- physical resistance is two, thanks to the uh, heho. So there you be, go. That'll be four fatigue total. All right, and then uh, they will also crit you. They can't because I'm in Earth stance. Oh, you're right. They can't. Uh, all right. What to do with these water opportunities for them then? Uh, they will go ahead and negate to strife, which will take off two from uh, just cancel the roll. And then what do I want to do with the other one? Um, you know, they'll remove one point of your physical resistance uh, for the attack. Uh, so uh, you take just one more point of fatigue damage. Okie dokie. All right. And now the one against uh, Re- All right. So this time it is six successes, two opportunities and three strife. Uh, they will go ahead and hit you for um, uh, seven fatigue and a crit. Okay, uh, that puts me at 16 fatigue of my 10 endurance. I am now incapacitated. Okay. 
Uh, do I still roll the crit resistance? Yes, you still roll the crit resistance, yeah. Because you still defended the damage initially. And they take three strife. And because they're on water stance, they will take a calming breath after this to reduce it by one. All right, so for my resistance, I took uh, the one success, which would bring it down to a deadliness one, which is nothing right now because my armor is already broken. And I'll take the one opportunity, which I will then spend uh, to name the water ring. And if my next check uses the water ring, it's reduced by one on its TN. Very nice. All right. So that takes us from the thugs to Gen. Okay. What I'd like to do is I am near the entrance, it looks like, for this Mm -hmm. room. I would like to move out of the entangling terrain to, you know, down down the steps a little bit. All right? Um, that shouldn't, with my, with my water stance. So that's my yep. free action, or my water okay. action. Well, you have your free and, movement to begin with, so you can start with that one. All right. And then I would like to attempt uh, slippery maneuvers on the area of terrain in the room so that they can, that my friends can have some cover as well as being entangled in that terrain. Got it. And slippery maneuvers, I think also lets them take a free move action. Yes, it does. All right. Uh, so uh, who would like to take a free move action? Well, let me, s- let me make the two, my water. Check. Oh, you got to make that water check. Yeah, sure thing. It's a TN2 <laughs> command water check. Yes. All right. So, how did your uh, uh, command check go for slippery maneuvers? All right. Um, it was TN two. I rolled uh, three skill uh, or three ring, one skill, got uh, an opportunity, and th- three successes. One with strife, keeping two of those. So, I made my uh, slippery maneuvers check. And I also had the opportunity, which I wanted to spend, to leverage the water check to better effect. So that raises everybody on my team's uh, use of the obscuring terrain that we are generating by two, not one. So that should raise the TN for everybody in my group to uh, by two. Sounds good. So, yeah, you guys can now make a um, one uh, rain band to, uh, towards the uh, uh, the room. So as long as it's moving somewhere towards the museum, which is pretty much almost all parts of the museum, uh, you can move one range band if you'd like. And you all count as having obscuring terrain while inside the museum. And it's counting as pretty much a really good obscuring terrain. All right. And again, you now have a second unchecked action. Or non-checked action, I should say. So I'm not sure if you want to move. Right. Can I uh, move into that? Do I count as a person moving into that terrain too? Uh, let me take a look at that again. See if that counts for you. Each target. Okay. So targeting any number of friendly characters in the scene. No, I think that is giving commands to other people. I don't think you count as a target for it. Yeah. All right. What I will do with my other action is take a um, um, take a calming breath here. Take it. Okay. Bring you from eight to seven fatigue. All right. Moving on to uh, the next one is Genteki, 
who starts to uh, crawl away uh, as best he can. And uh, he gives an order to uh, uh, stop that one who's uh, trying to leave. And they are going to have two of these guys come up and try to whoop on Gen. All right. So the uh, first one will miss and they will just keep an opportunity uh, in water to uh, reduce their strife by two. And the second one will also miss you because of the obscuring terrain here. And they will also reduce their stri uh, strife by two. All right, and that is uh, Genteki. Genteki is now no longer um, no longer dazed. Uh, Yui, you're up. Okay, so how many dudes are still left not incapacitated in this room? Uh, Genteki is the only one incapacitated at the moment. So uh, all of the all of the Yakuza thugs are. Finding good to go, and Nobaru is good to go, but Nobaru is kind of mostly sitting this fight out. Hmm. And taking a look around, it seems like uh, we're we're having some difficulties here. Looking that way, might need to start thinning out uh, some of these uh, these thugs. Oh, I should say that uh, yes, uh, um, Ricci is also incapacitated. Yes. How many range bands is it between me and Nobaru? Uh, one. Fantastic. Um. I would like to get in closer to him and just sort of grab him by the the collar area, see him not really paying attention and see the th how the thugs are going. And, you know, he's not paying attention, but he's not immune. I took out his bodyguard. Now we have this guy and I hold him up and I'll say to him, call him off. Just stare directly into his eyes. All right. Uh, so uh, this would be a command check. And it sounds pretty fiery to me. So it looks like. Yeah, I'm let's stance. do that. All right, so switch to fire and make a command check. Oh, and I uh, will give you a void to do this blind. Then I will also be spending this void point. To Go for it. Hooray. Okay, wow. All right, so with my, even with, you know, um, spending that void point, I got two successes and five opportunities <laughs> and three strife. So, ooh, if the T ends too, I got a lot of bonus successes. Otherwise, Unfortunately not. Nope. Well, either way, with uh, two of those opportunities, I'm going to use that cool, cool fire opportunity where other characters must receive two strife to two choose you as the target of their attack and scheme action. So the start of my next turn. Very nice. And the other two to try to mitigate the other strife that I would otherwise be taking. Got it. Now, uh, this is an act of provocation, so that oh, keys yeah. off your passion and you will lose three strife. Oh, right. But uh, Nobru just looks at you and just says, no, you're not the first group of thugs to come in here and try to uh, take me out. You're not going to be the last either. All right. So that is uh, Yui to Richie. Well, I'm going to switch on over to an air stance to make it even harder to hit me since I'm in a pretty rough state, uh, state right now. And I will go ahead and take my calming breath to bring me down to 15 fatigue. All right. Sounds good. But I'm going to stay right here in the middle of it all, because if I can draw an attack, I will. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah, Richie goes ahead and tries to calm down their breathing. And uh, uh, do you move anywhere? No, I'm staying right here. Staying right where you're at. All right. 
Okay, moving us to B Show. Uh, still going to channel, channel, okay. channel, channel. Fair enough. And, and yes, you can use void points for channeling if you would like to try and uh, raise that. Uh, I uh, think that dice. I, I think I will. Okay. All right, B Show. So, how did your casting roll go? Uh, it went a lot better than I thought. Um, uh, I ended up finally getting the five successes uh, plus one extra bonus success. So let's take a look at false realm of the Fox spirits. I believe the effect lasts persists for a number of rounds equal to your air ring plus bonus successes. So my earring air ring is three plus that one bonus success. So that would be four rounds. It will last. All right, so let's go through the effect. If you succeed, you summon illusionary terrain at your target position, which extends out a number of range bands equal to your air ring. A character unaware of the illusion's false nature must resist with a TN4 survival uh, earth uh, uh, survival check, uh, earth five, fire two, to realize the falsehood at a distance. As the illusion has no substance, uh, any physical contact reveals uh, the lie that the illusion stays in place. This effect persists for a number of rounds equal to your air ring plus your bonus successes. So describe what the effect of the illusionary terrain is of the false realm of the Fox spirits. Well, uh, some of the stuff is awakened and Bisha's not really sure if it's, you know, mischievous or not, but he's going to fill the room with the illusion of what Sakaku, the realm of mischief looks like. Oh, so, nice. So Sakaku is going to infest uh, the, the room here. Okay. Uh, you know, it's it's freaky enough. It's not going to be like, uh, oh gosh, like, you know, uh, Jigoku or anything like that. Nothing. Yeah, no, no, nothing, nothing terribly but, bad. But scary enough that hopefully the um, thugs will be like, what the hell's going on? And GTFO. I like it. All right. So uh, come up with a couple ideas of what mischievous actions might happen uh, inside the room uh, with this illusion that you're conjuring up. Mischievous actions. Well, you know, um, probably lanterns with faces suddenly like start hanging in the air. Oh, very nice. And uh, the walls, you know, instead of it looking like the nice museum walls, uh, it looks a little uh, distressed. Okay. So, you know, you're kind of getting that distressed uh, kind of um, feeling that one would have when listening to air sirens in a certain town. Um, And yeah, probably things start growing faces or moving faces. Uh, You know, if there's any screens with holes in it, they start growing eyes. Ooh, very nice. I like that a lot. That is good. All right. So, yeah, everyone is going to start kind of freaking out. Uh, friends, friends and foes alike, though, this is the the museum is taking on a very otherworldly quality at this moment. All right. Moving on to the thugs. Uh, they are in water, so they have to make a TN4 survival check to uh, be able to decide, hey, these uh, these faces ain't what they say they seem to be. All right. So the uh, first group. Uh, has a bunch of actually you know what let me go ahead and actually force them to re-roll because they have a disadvantage that i think should kick in here 
So after we roll two dice showing uh, success or not. So let me go ahead and redo that. Okay. So uh, yeah, they fail uh, the first group and they think that, uh, yeah, that the, the museum is haunted and that the uh, objects have come to life inside and they gain uh, one strife off of that and they start uh, to flee. I'll make move to get out of town there. All right, now let's check the other group. That group will also fail, and they start to make a panicked run, and they also gain some strife. They gain two. Okay, and they will make a calming breath once they get outside. They're on water stand, so they can do that. Okay, that's the Yakuza thugs. They make a panicked retreat. Gin, you're up. The thugs all come running past you, almost barrel over you uh, in the, uh, the the blessed wind that's uh, outside the uh, the gates to the uh, the museum here. All right, I am going to uh, re-enter the room and um, hit somebody <laughs> in water stance. Is there anybody left? Sure. Who do you want to hit? Uh, so there's Noboru who is being held by Yui, and there is Genteki who is incapacitated on the floor, and there are fleeing, uh, fleeing gangsters. Uh, I'll I'll smack a gangster if only just to try and hit one person once with my sword, just to pretend that I could. <laughs> sure, there you go. All right, again, so you step forward into the uh, museum again, and you strike out at uh, Genteki, who is uh, kind of on the floor trying to regain their composure, and you decide to put an end to that, huh? Right, because you know, these guys are all running past me and leaving the building anyway, so I guess, uh, I guess that makes the most sense. So I go yeah. in, water stance, I swing with my... Uh, uh, I'm going to I'm going to be swinging with my uh, Saya here, uh, okay? Because I've got that unsheathed too. Mm -hmm. I hit with two successes and two opportunities. Uh, use the two opportunities to crit him again to knock him. All out. right, so he will take two crits. What is the deadliness of your Saya? The deadliness of my Saya is just just a second. It's not super deadly, but that's the point. Oh, um, more than likely not. Yeah. Three. Three? Okay. Three. But yeah, he should be unconscious anyway, because he's incapacitated. He's going right? to go unconscious, yeah, uh, after this. Yeah, so yeah. the first one is going to be... All right, so he gets five successes uh, on that check, but uh, also five additional strife. So he uh, definitely knocks that down, and it damages his traveling clothes. And then he needs to make another one of those. Okay, at the end of the second fitness test, uh, he gets eight successes, three opportunities, and uh, five strife. So uh, he not only goes uh, into unconscious, uh, uh, yeah, he is... Uh, He's doing real, real bad uh, situation here. Uh, but because the first crit knocked him into unconscious, the second crit is going to hit at uh, plus 10. So that is 13 
luckily, with this eight plus the five uh, bonus successes, is knocks down from a 13 to a zero. So he doesn't have to worry about uh, losing his life just yet. Uh, he will give two strife uh, to uh, Gen, as you realize you might have accidentally killed this man when you hit him with the uh, uh, your Saya kind of maybe upside the temples or something like that. Uh, and then uh, he just kind of slumps over, and uh, that's that's all he wrote. Uh, he is also uh, he's pretty much long term unconscious, and I believe uh, compromised at this point as well. So down goes Genteki. <laughs> All right, and Gen says with her five free words, you shouldn't have done that. Nice, I like it. All right, so that's again, Genteki is totally out. Yui, you're up. Nice, Gen, all right. So, well, I gave him a chance. I'm just looking to say that too. I gave, gave you a chance. And just sort of... You see as her eyes go from fiery to more of a, like, stone cold, going back into Earth stance. And we will start by uh, giving him a nice, solid uh, crack to the jaw. All right. Uh, yeah, TN2. Okie dokie. So I have five successes, two opportunities, and two strife. And with those opportunities, hmm, I would do Spitting Blade style because I don't know his vigilance. Ooh, I could just crit him also, couldn't I? You could. He's not on Earth stance, is he? He is not. He's in water because he has not joined combat. So if you hit him, he defaults to water. Then I will actually add a crit in with this strike with those opportunities. All right. Let me go ahead and pull up Nobru. And he's got this. And what's the deadliness of uh, your uh, punches now? The deadliness is not increased, so it's still two. Still two. Okay. It's about the message. It's about the message you're sending. I like that. All right. And in the end, he gets two successes, two opportunities, and one strife. Um, he will uh, use one to negate uh, uh, or drop his strife by two. And what do I want to do with that other one? Let's see here. What's a good water use here? Uh, they'll remove one fatigue from the damage they take. Uh, so how much damage does he take? So the base damage of Fist is still five here. Five, okay. And so since I had three bonus successes, that will be eight. That'll be eight minus one. All right, so he takes seven, and then he heals one, so he goes to six. Um, and yeah, so and he kind of... Minus one for his... For his armor. That is broken or damaged? Uh, it uh, is damaged after he takes the fatigue. He defends the damage first, and then the crit comes through. And uh, now it is. Yeah, so you have him just a mess. His his uh, fine robes are spilling out all over the place. You crack him in the uh, in the mouth, and while he's able to to, to take it in stride, uh, this is clearly not the first time he's uh, gotten himself uh, uh, punched in the face. Uh <laughs> And he starts to kind of look around and some panic starts to kind of build as just as he looks around. What's happening to my museum? Are we out of combat now? For the most part, I I, I think it's kind of a foregone conclusion. You can continue to kind of just beat on uh, Nobaru uh, from here on out. But uh, yeah, he's he's definitely very confused by the whole surreal uh, uh, situation. Uh, in fact, 
uh, as you all look around, you start to see eyes and mouths and faces and kind of hands pressing at uh, uh, at the walls and like the figures on the art and the uh, the, the the panels uh, start to kind of come to life and move on their own. Um, question, question. Yeah, a new scene since we're out of combat. Um, I'm kind of letting things devolve down a little bit here till we can kind of figure out what you guys are going to do uh, with this whole situation with Noburu, um, kind of in the immediate aftermath of the um, uh, seeing seeing uh, everything uh, kind of going uh, wacky and surreal. I want to kind of pull the players ideas of what uh, is going on since they have no idea uh also uh, there was no cue that hey i'm going to manipulate the environment and that things are gonna get spoopy so i definitely want to see how other people react to this before we uh uh we we call scene okay just why i mean you know, for unless me. unless bisha just wants to walk out and cast it aside i mean um bisha's a little um uh, he's in a hairy situation right now. Yeah, uh, a, little, a little compromised. Yeah, um, you know, just he has bits of him hanging out. He doesn't really want, you know, some oh, people to see. That's true. That's true. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's it's a little embarrassing. You know, you get a little flustered, and suddenly your ears are just covered in fox fur. Boop. Yep, and and tails start to peek out from underneath your kimono. So yeah, Bicho's gonna hang out in uh, their their room for a little bit longer. So yeah, um, kind of in a weird space between end of scene and the narration of uh, moving into from conflict to narrative. Uh, how do you all uh, respond to uh, the this apparent haunting? I fear that you have you may have angered the spirits, and they are now showing their wrath upon us all. No, but I paid. I placed top dollar to keep this from happening. Yeah, spirits don't care about money. You just looks at us like <laughs> ah, the weird stuff. It just follows us. Oh, awesome! So maybe now you can see why mm, this was just a bad idea, and you should have just talked this out with us a little more. So it was a T and four, I think. Let me see if Nobru can see through this illusion uh so yeah no uh he very much believes this illusion is a haunting and doesn't know quite what to do with uh what's going on around them they don't so much gain strife over this whole thing but uh uh they they are definitely believing that they are under some sort of uh supernatural uh uh situation here i mean he kind of is yeah but he doesn't know that so with the few moments left before the illusion uh, passes, anything else you guys might want to say or do? Well, again, it's not sure herself what is going on, but it is an opportunity to sheath her katana, put her sheath, put it back on her uh, obi and say, well, uh, we said do it this peaceably before anything else stranger happens and maybe we can find Bisho to calm the kami who seem to be highly disturbed here. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, you are getting tied up and we are tying up the Ronin and we are tying up Noboru. Oh, you know what? It is a resist. So uh, actually everyone should be making this. Uh, it is uh, T and four survival. I, everyone should have checked for it initially. 
Uh, Fire 2, Earth 5. Got to read things more carefully in the future. Do I still roll in Earth or do I? Yes, you should. You should roll in Earth. Uh, It's whatever stance you were in kind of when the spell went up. So for you, that would have been Earth, I think. I was at fire at one point, so that's why I'm asking. Yeah, uh, then that hits. Go ahead and roll in fire. All right, Richie. So, how did you go? How did you go about resisting uh, the uh, false realm of the fox gods? I did not resist. Actually, I only got one success and two opportunities. So, I'm just going to take the opportunities, and I would like to, with all of this weirdness that's going around, I would like to see if there is a, a special detail about Nobaru that's kind of coming out with all of this uh, uh, supposed haunting that's going around us. All right, so a detail about Nubaru that would be revealed through uh, through this. Um, all right. Um, he kind of starts trying to explain it away by kind of rambling about like, but this is impossible. Like, there's nothing, that, no, no, the, uh, from what I understand, there's nothing about the, that uh, uh, urn uh, in particular. And he points to one of them that is clearly have some, has some sort of uh, haunting effect going on on it. And he labels off, uh, rambles off a whole litany of stories. And so you're going to learn that he has the advantage, heard every story, and he can name everything, every story, but every piece in here. And how he is just shocked that uh, objects that he doesn't believe should have any spiritual connection uh, uh, outside their material wealth or uh, whatnot are, are having these type of supernatural occurrences happening to them. Now, just to ask, he's not pointing to the Kitsu urn, is he? No, no. Uh, to uh, probably is just a uh, more of a fancy vase because he doesn't seem to think that there's anyone in that one. But when he talks about the Kitsu one, he ta- he uh, no. Uh, why why is that one uh, kind of uh, moving? But the one about the the one with the general is not doing anything at all. Mm, okay. And yeah, so he kind of just you you learn one of his advantages there. All right, um, Yui, how did you do on your fire TN two for uh, the resist? Yeah, so when this thing went off, it's actually the one turn that I did happen to be in fire. So I still barely passed that with two success and one strife. Okay. So I imagine that I, I, I see it as an illusion or I just don't see it anymore. I'm thinking, no, you you see through it uh, to know that it is an illusion. Uh, at some point, you notice that uh, perhaps it's... Uh, Kind of like uh, you know, uh, missing something in the computer programming where the uh, it, something doesn't quite line up with where it should be coming through. If it, where it looks like a hand might be pushing through a screen, it looks like it's like you know several inches away from the screen, and it still looks like it's a screen being pushed on, even though it's starting away from the screen. And so you're like, wait a minute, oh, this is this is all made up. This is an illusion of some sort. Someone is it's too uncanny. Hmm. Too uncanny, exactly. So Things this are is important because if I hadn't passed this, it would have very quickly been like, mm, "This might be Maho," but <laughs> oh, since I can oh, see through this, mm-hmm. it's not Maho. It's, it's just not Maho. shenanigans, as always. Just always shenanigans. Always it's shenanigans. Like, just laughing. She just says, "This is what you get for being greedy." This right. is what you get. Again, how did your role go? My role did not succeed. I got um, three successes, but not enough. So three successes, one opportunity to strife uh, in water. So I used the um, 
just the, use the opportunity to negate the strife and that you would have gotten off it even yeah fair enough fair enough so all right so, well the yeah, uh the it. yeah the thugs keep running they they make their way out of the whole sake works in fact you hear other people outside of the uh of the sake works uh, the other employees that were uh, definitely uh, doing legitimate business, not the uh, the type that the Yakuza are up to. And like the whole place sounds like it is just being depopulated and everyone is running for the gates and the doors. Um, but, you know, several several moments uh, later of uh, looking through this whole thing, uh, it passes over and the haunting just as quickly and uh, suddenly as it began, it ends... The blessed wind outside dies down and the haunting goes away and everyone who is over half their composure or endurance can drop back down to half of each. Whew, that's 10 fatigue off of me because I went yeah. five. <laughs> no, that's a that's a good it's a good way to lose it. So it's a good scene change. I'll take it. Mm hmm. And Bisho goes ahead and brings himself out of the uh, out of the back room, uh, kind of straightening their hair and their kimono as they come walking out. Uh, Ginteki is still passed out on the floor from the contusion he took uh, to the side of his head from uh, Gen Saya. And uh, Nobru is kind of just uh, slumped unceremoniously against his uh, uh, his kind of throne, I suppose. And uh, with uh, Yui still holding on to him, uh, says, OK, fine, I guess. I guess I'll surrender at this point. No real use. I'll just, I'll just get released in a few days, anyways. I think you need to give us some of the items that belong elsewhere. As everyone was fighting, I spotted something. You have foxes. No, that's that's impossible. Oh, you took something from Inari's shrine, and Inari is letting you know she saw that. He kind of narrows his eyes at you for a moment, and he sits up a little straighter, and he says, All right, then. I'll play your games, then, friend. Go ahead. Take that, take that statue back to the, to, the, uh, to the shrine keeper, then. Oh, you think Inari is just going to be after you. She talks. Oh, and what's she say, friend? Oh, you've taken several things from several kami and other places. Once they start hearing about it, <laughs> foxes, they're not going to be a problem. Yeah, but that's the only ones that I, how should we say, took from a misbegotten means a bit early on the, on the vig. You have urns with bodies in them. Lots of people have urns with bodies in them. Yes, but usually those are family members, and those are kept in grave sites or shrines. And I happen to remember, I don't know, a certain crab group who dislikes people moving bodies, especially ones from certain crypts, shrines, graveyards. I also happen to know a family within the lion who cared deeply about their ancestors, namely the Kitsu, namely the one in this urn. Oh, they would probably be, well, happy would not be the word. 
Uh, I am not a Kitsu, and I am not happy. Uh, Gennett's going to raise her hand here. Say, excuse me, um, can we tie these people up and and can we have a, a private discussion in the other room now? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. We can definitely I, do that. I'm not going okay. nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I believe that, but I'm going to tie you up because that's just how much I trust you. Let's go. <laughs> he yeah, kind of offers uh, up his offers up his hands if if you must. And Richie will tie him up, but we'll actually do it fairly roughly. And if he gives any kind of sign of discomfort or or anything like that, Richie will just say, "This is for the thug comment towards us, the samurai." Oh, says the says the ones who come in here into my home, into my place of business, into my museum, and shake me down for all of my all of my twizzes. No, that's go ahead, make it tighter if that's going to make you feel better about who you are. I just saved you by appeasing the foxes and that's no easy task and I'm fine trying to make peace with them but you understand you're going to keep continuing to shake me down for everything then we're going to have some uh, some more cross words friend not everything just the things that will give you trouble later on I mean how many people want to drink sake from a haunted sake house haunted's mm. only the start of it if you oh, collect it's... stuff like this What's stopping Excuse you from me. ending can up we? with something worse? Yes. Okay. Can Gen's right. Take this Gen to the right. other room, please. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, luckily uh, the entire staff has just vacated this place, so you have pretty much the run of the sake works to yourselves. Okay. Maybe just they're tied up. Swana, could you please keep an eye on them just while we talk, please. Yeah, Sueno just a very. Uh, uh, keeps a pointed eye on uh, Noburu and uh, draws one of her knives and lets him understand what the consequences might be if uh, they were to uh, to make a move. All right. All right. In another room. Uh, out of earshot of Noburu. Okay. I turn to the others and say, Bishosan, what are you trying to do here? Uh, what is your goal? We should maybe all have the same goal in front of the bad guy well (laughs) he does have a group of awakened things that well quite frankly that whatever happens in that room that spooked all of you will only get worse which uh which things caused it well as i said there were foxes here Mm. hmm okay so so the what do you propose? so you're saying that the uh that the theft on the shrine caused Inari to send boxes here. Right? Why is that what you're saying? Wouldn't well it seems like well there are free agents, but why else a fox would be why else would a fox be on the grounds? Uh, I thought Inari was with Savagan. Yeah, but remember Weren't there two foxes with all of you? Yeah, there were. So you think one of them overheard and came down here with us to uh, help take care of the situation? More than likely. They're tricksy little fellows. That, and he's been at this for a while. So I would, I would not be surprised if Anari had her eye on here, on this place already. I mean, all right. it's what we came here for. So we came here for that particular fox thing. 
Is that is okay. that all we're here for? Because I heard some other stuff mentioned by Richie. Like there's a Kitsu thing and something well, else. So this man, I was not, I was not kidding. This this man is a wanted yakuza. His thing is, his ledgers are filled with so many criminal contacts. I could probably have him dragged into a magistrate station in five clan lands. Including Crablands. He's wanted, he, you know, he, he's wanted for questioning and could bring down several Yakuza lords if people could get their hands on him based just on the information in that ledger. So, what you are you suggesting? Oh, sorry. Go oh, ahead. Go ahead. So, go ahead. This is a lot bigger than picking up the, uh, the statue and walking back with it. Well, we are heading out to another clan's lands. Uh, do you think you can get something on him in Fox Clan lands? I mean, he said he'd just be let out anyways, so there's probably some reason for that. I'd have to interrogate him pretty well to find out who his connections were. I was kind of hoping that there would be um, some help to be found uh well we could potentially turn him here to the sparrow uh and and turn him over to uh the magistrate in town there um but you know this is that that was what i was thinking of doing here we can't just take his stuff because we want it <laughs> i don't want it well i would like I to mean, return that's... mine back to the lion clan lands yeah it's and... it's kind of what he's been doing where he's just been finding his ways of getting the things he wants here like you said smuggling etc cetera, etc cetera, like yeah, there's there's pretty good evidence there. All all it would take is a competent magistrate. I mean, uh, I don't know how a non-corrupt one apparently. Since a apparently that's, one. that's a thing. Yeah, then we have to go searching out a non-corrupt magistrate, and then and then what? We have so much other stuff, unfortunately, that we also have to deal with. And I agree. Well, we this do should be know taken care of. We do know a magistrate nearby, Yoichi. Suzume Yorichi. Exactly. No, I have to say in the meantime, there is some items in there that need proper care or they will be awakened. And some things, well, it's not pretty when that happens. That honestly sounds kind of sounds like a him problem though. Like if it's not pretty and then something bad happens to him. Yeah, but he I hires and gathering it. He hires innocent people. That's not fair to them. To do what? To work for him. Hopefully. That Hopefully he needs to go back. You think all the people them. beating up on us were innocent? No, but there are people making the sake. We'd have that to know what actually this stuff does. We're not just, again, going to just take all this guy's stuff and then what? Like, we're going to carry all these things and put it somewhere. We're going to be like, oh, look, we have all this stuff. We go to an, uh, an office and they're going to be like, cool. Um, well, they might be like, well, cool. Well, his paperwork's all in order, though, so... Uh. That's I think really would... the most important thing is to make sure that he doesn't come after 
the people whose stuff we do try to return. That is more important. Gee, I wonder how you stop him from doing that. I would say he did just assault four samurai. Mm-hmm. Turn him over to Lord Suzume or Lord Kitsune or even the Yasuki. Or there's the other way. There are many samurai do take justice into their own hands. And this. this guy has smuggled. This guy is, well, keeping ashes of the dead who are not even related to him, which is no. blasphemy. No. Oh, you want to pour out one of those urns and actually see? No, I mean, I'm not going to murder a captive. Well, we could release him and, you know, shoot him in the back or whatever. We're not doing no. that. That's dishonorable. You know what? We'll just, we'll just, you know what? We'll just take him to the Sparrow Magistrate and go from there. Honestly, Yuchi does seem like a pretty stand-up dude at minimum if he has any idea of the corruption of this guy. He'll know who to take him to next. And the village is on the way back to the shrine. It is. I'm telling you, some of this stuff should not be left to rest. So then we take the stuff in here, at least what will fit on the cart, to the Shrine of Inari to be on holy ground. I'm sure the priest can actually take care of it in a proper manner. It's only a few things. It's not everything in the room. So that's what we take. Exactly. Okay. And then if for some reason we don't, well, if we do that, we are going to take full responsibility for anything that happens to that shrine afterwards. You know that, right? Oh, I already know that. I was. (laughs) Then I guess you can take full responsibility for it. Well, what happens to that shrine will probably become my responsibility one way or another. I don't know what you're meaning here, but. We need to get back to the shrine. Even as is, that Yari is not being left at the shrine or anywhere else until I can get it into the hands of the Asahina. So I will be carrying it until I can, because my clan needs that artifact. (laughs) Okay. And that is one of the items that cannot be just left and I will definitely there be are. returning the ashes back where I can. Is that urn something any... that will... Sorry. Was there any jade stuff that he was hoarding here as well? Oh, yeah. No, there's like jade figurines and uh, other some uh, smaller pieces of art like that uh, around his collection. Art? As art? Yeah. <sighs> you guys, you other clans are crazy. So, what's the difference between me taking one of these jade figurines versus one of the artifacts or whatever you guys are taking? Out of curiosity. Well, right. at least one of the things I want to take with us belongs in a shrine. Another, well, I'm not sure what it is, but it is going to wake up soon. Well, two of the things that I think need to be moved. And the jade belongs on 
the front lines of the of the crab wall or in the hands of witch hunters. So, well, we can look up in the ledgers and see which specific each piece of jade belongs to and see what the provenance of the jade is and if it has some other owner. It may, some of it may have been for the crab already, but we can we can double check, but we're not trying to be these we're trying to return these to their clans is my intent anyway same i'm just trying to but were they stolen in the first place if a clan gets like because like if i give you gift or i sell something to you or whatever probably gift but it doesn't mean that in the 50 years from now like it belongs back with the crab again right depends on the chain of provenance Stuff's all weird. If if this was so, if this was purchased <sighs> to to use crass commerce with money that was stolen with koku that were stolen, then it is not legitimately his to buy. So we can return it. You know what? This is way above my head. I will definitely trust you on the paperwork of what goes where, but let me know if any of that jade is providenced or whatnot, and I can take it with me. That will take so long. Okay, well, uh, not that long. There- Give me about an hour, and I'll I'll get through those ledgers. <laughs> okay. Well, let's look around to see if we can't get him on any crimes on sake. Oh, I've got him on enough crimes already, but we can get him on more. (laughs) Oh, yeah. If we can, lack of a better word, burn down his business, I mean, it would give me a little satisfaction. I'd rather go to a better owner who actually is willing to make better sake, but... Oh, they would have to burn down the building anyways. Why? Haven't you smelt the air? Mm. It smells like fear to me. Smells like hair. Oh, that's that's right. Mm -hmm. I'm I have a nose of a connoisseur. What does the connoisseur nose smell? Cheapness, cutting corners, things that probably shouldn't be in sake. Oh, Richie, you might. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, Let's I have just... four bottles of this stuff, so great. Yeah, it probably works better as a rat killer. Okay, well, I'll just... Well, we'll follow up later, Yui. Uh, sure. Like I said, I'll trust you guys on this. Everything's gotten so weird anyways. It's fine. It's so complicated. So, the plan is to take this Ronin and Noboru with us back to Yuichi in the Suzume village. I bet the Suzume village is swarming with Suzume samurai about now, considering the state in which we left it. We may have to deal Mm -hmm. with questions, but we would have had to deal with them anyway. Rather sooner than later. Yeah, we were planning on going there after this anyways, so. Um, drop them off. 
That'll give me a couple hours to memorize these ledgers. Maybe take some notes. And then um, continue to return this item to the Shrine of Inari and go first to Foxlands. I know that Inari is our first priority. Does that sound reasonable? It does sound good to me. Did, did we decide on Foxlands and not to the Lionlands? Well, I think, whichever. I think the decision was first go to Foxes, and if that doesn't bring up any good information, we were going to head to Lionlands, unfortunately. Oh, That'll be great there. Don't worry well, about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure. My last time there, it was wonderful. Don't cause trouble and there won't be no trouble. Oh, I never cause trouble. I'm Robert, Kobayashi Shinichi, your host and narrator. Thank you once again for listening. Remember to catch new episodes every Monday, and if you want to catch them early or are looking for more bonus content, please consider becoming a supporting member of the Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. To reach out to us, email the show at fortuneandstrive at gmail.com. I'm Tiff, and I play Kuni Yui. You can also find us on the web at courtgamespod.com, Facebook and Instagram under Fortune and Strife, and Twitter at L5RFNS. I am Tyler, and I've been playing Akoda Ricci. You can find me on Twitter or on Twitch as Churcher Games. I'm Paul, and I was playing Shishura Bishou. If you want to follow my other projects, I am the GM of two LGBT plus podcasts, Tales of Swordfall at Swordfall D&D, for D&D 5e and Gates of Orchid and Iris at G-O-I-L-5-R for L5-R 5e. This was Jeannie, a.k.a. Kakita Kaori, and also known as, at least today, Doji Gen. If you like, you can also find me on the Court Games RPG podcast at the Winter Garden of the Kakita website, or check out The Table is Yours for fiction readings of the FFG stories. This has been Fortune and Strife, a court games production in association with the Rokugani Historical Society. Radio, your gamers roll.